The following segment is from The Look Ahead on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. There is all this chatter stats. No declare that Mitchell Trubisky is like the guy. I mean, I do think that there's a world where, you know, we've been forecasting, oh, all these quarterbacks are going to move. I have a friend who has said on some um, national podcasts and had to put a lot of egg on their face, like Aaron Rodgers won't be playing for the Packers and Russell Wilson won't be playing for the Seahawks. And he, he said those things last year and he looked pretty stupid when both those things wound up happening. Um, but yeah. we're, <laughs> we're hearing like, this guy can move, that guy can move. Blah, blah, blah. It's possible that it's extremely chalk and that nobody moves. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky's name is being thrown out and maybe that's a product of that. Maybe it's a product of like, well, Russ is going to stay in Seattle. Aaron's going to stay in Green Bay. Kyler's going to stay in Arizona, whatever. So like, who's the next best option? And there isn't a real obvious answer. And so I'm not even necessarily saying that Mitchell Trubisky isn't in contention for that answer, except I am sort of saying that. Do you know stats? I would like, I would like you to guess how many games that Mitchell Trubisky was active for last year. That's the question. He played for the Buffalo Bills, in case anybody was unaware, because I'm sure there are some people. Six? He cheated. Whatever. It was six. Um, (laughs) So, and to be very clear, I actually said, to pat myself on the back, something I do very rarely around here, that that Mitchell Trubisky was going to get some moments in some mop-up duty because the Bills were going to be good, and that was going to impress people in terms of his 2022 candidacy to be a starter. That didn't even really happen. (laughs) I mean, he was there. He he was active for six games. He threw eight passes. He he had 75% completion. Six, he completed six of his eight passes, um, 43 yards. That's it. And he threw an interception like <laughs> of, of those. And so like, but th- this is the formula. And we were kind of talking about this before the show started. If you are a former high profile, whether that's first round, top picks, whatever guy, and you have flamed out in a notable place, like not just a, a team, but like a notable sports place, like obviously Mitch did in Chicago, the formula, the the path to reconciliation is to go to a very good team with a very good quarterback and do nothing. That's what Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky has done flawlessly. Carson Wentz, I know you're listening. Hit Mitch up and ask him how to follow this path and do it yourself. And then we'll be hearing the same sort of thing that Carson Wentz is like the top guy in 2023. I cannot believe, I do believe that somebody is going to talk themselves into Mitchell Trubisky. So in that sense, this runs counter to the premise of this show, but I can't believe it. So it's not necessarily, I don't believe it. It's that I can't believe it. Being the backup quarterback on a really good team is like the Betty Ford clinic for high draft pick quarterbacks. It You come in, right? You're no one thinks about you, cares about you. You're a backup quarterback. You failed, you flamed out, it's over. And then you just get in like limited game action and just look okay. And the problem is because we have this image of you as a failure, our expectations, the bar for what we think you can do is so low. When you get in the game and you just don't look like a complete turd, then we're like, hey, maybe they fixed him, maybe he's better. No. Then your uh, your draft stock becomes relevant again. You know what I mean? It's like, right. well, this guy was the second overall yeah. pick. You know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And and so it's just an amazing sort of thing. I maintain that this is exactly what would have happened to Andy Dalton had he not had to play a lot for the Cowboys in 2020. Yeah. Um, if if Dak Prescott had not gotten hurt and Andy hit like, what, and I actually said this on my show on the Blog on the Boys podcast network today. 
Um, if Andy Dalton had had in 2020 the season that Cooper Rush did in 2021, where he was mostly invisible, he had to start one game for the Cowboys. It was on Sunday Night Football. He won it, and he threw a game-winning touchdown at the very end. Ima- imagine if that had been Mitchell Trubisky. Like that was just Cooper Rush, like just kind of your journeyman backup quarterback. But if that had been this archetype of backup quarterback, the young former starter that flamed out in a place, I mean, it would be like pandemonium to sign Mitchell Trubisky right now. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case for Andy Dalton. Although, ironically, he did, you know, wind up unseating Mitchell Trubisky, of all people, in Chicago. But I I just, this is astounding to me that, like, all of a sudden, because he didn't do anything, Mitchell Trubisky's <laughs> better now. Yep. I mean, what what would be different? Is he going to be more accurate? Is he going to be better at reading defense? Like, what is the thing that leads you to believe that this person is going to be different? It's insane the way we do this. And we only do it with quarterbacks, I feel like, right? We don't do it with wide receivers. We don't do it with offensive linemen or running back we just but you're right all of a sudden like you do one thing and people are like you know he was a second overall like your draft status you go from being a bust and then all of a sudden it becomes an asset again it's it's a yeah. weird cycle and then like even this will be like when they even traded up for him you know what i mean like it's it just it, like they all become like pros in your argument which is ridiculous you can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the sp nation nfl show wherever you get your podcasts